0: My name is James Robertson with Workspace Real Estate and today we're gonna to talk about the number one reason that you may be unhappy with your lease negotiations or the number one reason that your landlord may be unhappy with the lease negotiations. And that's a term that we like to use in our industry called anchoring. I've actually heard this used in uh, even hostage negotiations um, or, or many different type of negotiations. But, but the term anchoring comes from a place where an individual or a business will anchor an opinion or a value on a certain parameter based on their experience. So I can't tell you how many times I've seen uh, a tenant where they've been in a space and a new landlord takes over uh, for this property, they change the rents because they purchased the property at a higher price than the previous owner, so they raise rates, the tenant's not happy with it, and they're automatically preparing to move. That's an example of a tenant anchoring expectations based on what has been done in the past. An example of a landlord anchoring expectations could be where a tenant was taken over by a new establishment or a new entity and the party coming in, um, had negotiated different types of leases than what this particular landlord is used to. That also creates a lot of friction. If either side, Has certain expectations that's another way we can say instead of anchoring is expectations if there are expectations that are set that are substantial and you should expect that then you're gonna have uh, an impasse you're gonna have a problem and something to negotiate through now let's talk about a couple of anchors that people may have sometimes people have expectations on what rent should be of course sometimes people have expectations on how much free rent if any they should get Sometimes people have expectations on what the building should look like or how it should be maintained. Um, how many times it should be cleaned a week as far as the bathrooms in the lobby. These are all very strong anchors. Some of the bigger anchors I've seen besides rent have been parking, that's been huge in markets like Midtown and Downtown where you have to pay for parking or reserve parking. And one of the most significant that I've seen besides rent has been the base rent versus triple net uh, uh, rent types on deals. If landlords or tenants are used to one type and the other party is used to another type, lots of friction, lots of opportunities for misunderstandings there, and lots of opportunities to kill deals that we might be able to normally do. Now, I want to say there's absolutely nothing wrong with having an anchor. I think it should be encouraged as long as your anchor is based on the market. And that goes for the landlord as well as the tenant. The problem happens when people start having unrealistic or unreasonable expectations based on past experience based on different markets based on different goals that they have that are contrary to the goals of the other party let me be very specific if i'm a landlord typically i get hung up on anchors when i purchase a property i have certain expectations that i may have said to the bank this is what i'm going to purchase the property for this is how i expect the property to perform over the next two, three, four years. You may have promised investors this is the leasing velocity we expect to have. These are the type of deals we expect to do. All those are, are ripe opportunities for parameters to be anchored that are not necessarily based on the market. They're based on your desires and your goals. We see a lot of that in stronger markets like the Woodlands, like downtown, like Midtown, the Heights, places where occupancy is high Vacancy is comparatively low for Houston, where where things are going well. Landlords will start to inch up expectations above market. Now, a tenant may have anchors where they have multiple locations already. They've already been established in a certain market. They're used to that market. A big anchor for a tenant, potentially, is a tenant that had a relationship with a landlord um, for decades and they're used to getting a flat rate, now all of a sudden they're dealing with a new building or a new building owner, and this guy does things totally different. Um, People naturally tend to associate the norm with what they experience over time. And when you have five years between negotiating these deals, you get very comfortable with the way that things are. I know some buildings in Midtown right now where the landlord is so comfortable with the tenants, despite what the market's doing, He's keeping rents exactly where they are. He just doesn't want to change because he's comfortable. He doesn't want to shake the boat. I've seen tenants that have allowed landlords to systematically increase rents year after year, well above market because they don't even want to think about the prospects of moving. They don't want to, and which I understand. They also don't want to introduce the idea to the landlord that, um, Hey, you know, I don't want a bad relationship. I, I want to have peace with us. So in order to keep the peace, they're accepting above market rate increases and paying more than they should. If you're negotiating a lease renewal or a new deal, the way that you're gonna know if you've hit an anchor from the landlord is that there is a lot of pushback, but there's not a lot of support for why they have that position. It's just the way that things are. Well, we never had to go that low in rent We've never had to give that much free rent. I've never had to do build out for this type of client before. I've never had to do XYZ. That's an anchor. Those all need to be addressed a certain way. And and that's how I'm gonna end this talk for today. So here's how we address anchors. We attack anchors with information. I'm gonna talk about the tenant side here because I think this would benefit tenants the most. So when you have a landlord that is giving you a proposal or a lease based on what they believe is a fair deal and of course you may disagree with certain points what we don't do is we don't just say i heard from so-and-so i saw a vlog on linkedin or i saw a article from the internet that houston's rents are in trouble so i need to get a lower rent rate it just won't work um landlords are too savvy for that the brokers are used to hearing it it's not effective the most effective way that i've seen to defeat an anchor or to beat an expectation from a landlord is to destroy that assumption with actual data and information and a deep understanding of the market just as well of an understanding as the landlord or even a deeper understanding i'm going to give you a quick story to show you how that works so i had a deal where um the landlord had set assumptions that were well above market because they purchased the property above the price they should have purchased it. So they had to adjust rents accordingly to kinda address that mistake that they made. But they're trying to charge rents above market to the tenant who I was representing at the time. I knew as soon as we started negotiating that they didn't wanna move on the rates because that was just critical to what they were doing in the marketplace. And the owner never looked at what rents were actually going for in the market. The owner only looked at what numbers he needed to hit in order to be happy on his side. Once we were able to show with data, show with comps in the marketplace, show other deals that we were working on and the parameters, not, not the exact parameters because I don't like to do that, uh, but, but show them generally this is what this market produces and giving them enough information to know that it's, it's these are actionable opportunities It put the landlord in a position where they had to think, okay, well, this is what I'd like to make. This is what I'd like to make. But if I push too hard here, I know they can go here, here, here and here. So maybe I need to rethink this. The result was we ended up saving hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm talking about this is like a three thousand square foot tenant. But um, the point is, is without that data and without understanding how to pull those opportunities, we wouldn't have gotten the landlord to move off of that number. It's not magic. Uh, Negotiations, I I don't consider myself. I'm not a rocket scientist. Um, I've been doing this long enough to know that uh, when you deal with owners or deal with tenants, they're all people and people respond to honesty, transparency, uh, experience. And when you're talking in ways to address the needs of, of your client, and you're being honest to the other side on on what's going on and why you want a win-win scenario, you find that people are much more open. The key is just having the data in the first place, knowing where to cite these opportunities, because saying to a landlord, well, this place over here is renting at this rate, that doesn't mean anything by itself. Understanding how that number ties into all of the nuances between this building and the other building make a difference. That's something that takes more experience to explain. So to sum things up, you beat anchors with information and experience. I hope this information was helpful to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe. And thank you so much for watching.